You're listening to Campfire Conversations, brought to you by Three Rivers Land Trust, committed to conservation. Welcome back to an on-time episode. <laughs> of, Pretty rare. Uh, yeah, it's getting rare. We're busy, busy, busy folks this time of year. Seems mm-hmm. like with planting, and you got membership duties, membership minutia, just a lot of stuff going on. Where you're, uh, if you watch the Outdoor Channel, um, I guess this is Outdoor Channel. Mm-hmm. It's Outdoor Channel. Yeah, if you watch that, we've been on it. Uh, the last past, four weeks. The past four weeks on Major League Fishing, uh, the number one show on the Outdoor Channel. This past week, our executive director was on there giving an interview on the lake with old Marty Stone. National TV, man. Yeah, they're catching slaying fish on the lakes. Um, obviously, they're not here now. They filmed it, you know, last year in October. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was cool to go back and watch those guys catching fish. And I think next week we get to find out who actually won the won the uh, the Challenge Cup. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, Travis and Marty Stone together, they're on, it looks like a WWE episode. <laughs> does look like they're about to brawl. <laughs> Just a couple of big old brawny ball guys. Yep. But, uh, no, it's cool. Check it out. You can go back and watch episodes. They're still on there, but if you want to see some of the conservation work we're doing, they do a really good job of highlighting some of that in the show. Yeah, it's really cool, man. We have... Um, one, that little ad with Travis, that was two minutes talking about the land trust on a national scale. So that's really cool. And then, you know, they're going through their sponsors and stuff, you know, like, uh, what, what's the tire? Um, <laughs> General Tire? Yeah, General Tire. So it's Major League Fishing presented by General Tire. And then it's going through their sponsors. And it's like, Yeti, um, Built for the Wild, Three yeah. Rivers Land Trust, Committed yeah. to Conservation. I mean, we're up there with all these big time outdoorsy brands. So it's really fun to see us kind of presented in, in that fashion it is cool and a funny thing you, you we just answered our question we were talking about the floods going on right now in north carolina and we we're trying to think back at when the major flooding was in north carolina and the major league uh fishing episode was filmed in october and the water was so high because of the yep. two hurricanes so when september is about yeah, the right it was before. september uh-huh. that's right yep uh, Some serious flooding going on in the mountains right now. About 14 inches of rain in the last three days. And I know. It's been some flash. deaths. It's been a weird, a weird weather year. Um, we started off saturated. Yeah. Uh, January through, gosh, into March. Yeah. And into the first part of April even. It was just, everything was sloppy. You couldn't get out. You couldn't get off the pavement pretty much to no. do any type of field work just because of the the ground was just saturated and rotten and then seems like overnight it dried out dries to nothing yeah um it was really hot unseasonably hot and windy um and it just dried everything really quick and we went from not being able to plant crops we needed to plant to uh it was too dry to plant. <laughs> yeah. um, and i actually had to reseed a, a crop or two uh, in prep for the rain that we've gotten this past four days. Uh, what you needed, though. Oh, I'm super thankful for the rain. I mean, I'm very sorry for the flooding in the mountains. But yeah. I'll take all the rain we can get right here, mm-hmm. right now. So we've gotten about two inches here, so I'm pretty happy with that. Speaking of um, Major League Fishing, you had some Major League Fishing of your own going on this weekend. <laughs> I call that minor league. <laughs> I love minor it. Minor League Fishing. Yeah. 
Uh, You're in the D League. Yeah, I did have a fishing tournament last week. Uh, we were it was a catfishing tournament held on uh, Tillery and and Baden Lakes, and we entered a team. Uh, yeah, we entered a team. My brother, myself, and uh, another gentleman uh, listener to this show names <laughs> names Dallas. Uh, we hey, Dallas. Uh, yeah, we uh, we entered the this little tournament and uh, didn't. I mean, I was confident going into it. My brother called it cocky because uh, I told him we we're going to win, and my brother's like, "We're not going to win this tournament." But then day one, we started fishing. Well, we went and caught bait. I'll just give you the layout of how it went. We went and caught bait uh, the night before the tournament and then went and checked in and headed to the launch. And we had our bait and everything was going smooth. And the first hour, we caught one small fish. Small, I mean, he weighed 15 pounds. And then... We went for about two hours and didn't catch fish, and I was like, this is looking bad. This is looking real bad. Yeah. And my brother's like, we need to find new water. And I had pre-fished this thing for a month in advance. You've been pre-fishing this lake I for years. I pre-fished my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I, I mean, I got other places to go. So we tried, but we were fishing some places I had been, been previously on fish recently, and they just weren't there. So we... We tried some new spots and wound up finding some fish in several other locations. And the first day we posted a four fish combined weight of fifty eight pounds, which is pretty pretty low. Speak of the t- talk about a little bit the intricacies of this tournament and kind of why it was a little bit. Oh, it had a it had a loop. It had interesting a caveat. It had yeah. a wrench in it because on the lakes of Baden and Tillery, you can only keep one cat catfish per person over 32 inches so we had three people on the boat as a three-man team all the teams were three-man teams so each team if you were only catching blue cats you had to keep a short fish so you were culling out fish bigger and losing Getting weight rid of 33 just to, be inch le- fish. just to be legal yeah looking for a short 32 yep. or less looking for, looking for a 31 and 15 16 <laughs> yeah. As which you caught, as, right? which we caught both days, <laughs> yeah. um, and we, we we were like, "Yep, he's staying." And uh, so, yeah, that was a weird little twist into the thing, and it was weird culling out a fish that was bigger mm-hmm. and keeping that one. Yeah. And I, I didn't like it at all. But average weight for you was about eighteen pounds per fish. Per fish, yeah, um, which was pretty low. We didn't catch, we did not catch sizable fish. Um, for the you, for the people for the people who like don't maybe don't know kind of your your standard size of fish i don't even i don't even weigh it unless it's 30 pounds i don't yeah. even i don't even get a scale when i'm just fishing yeah i don't even get a scale out um 30 pounds is kind of where I, that's the mark where i'm like oh this is a pretty nice one yeah uh under 30 pounds and you know i'm not i like catching them but i'm not super interested in them but the thing but this is, is a daytime tournament. it's a daytime tournament i like i do a lot of my fishing at night um but uh it's not to say I don't like daytime fishing. It's just that's when I'm off works at night. So that's when I go. Traffic but, on the lakes more. Yeah, less less jet skiers and and just it's hard to fish and especially on a weekend in the daylight. Summertime. But uh, and June is a tough time for blue cats. Anyways, the bite pretty much shuts down because they're spawning. 
and even when they're spawned out, like all the fish we caught were spawned out, so they're they weigh ten pounds less sometimes. They lose a lot of weight. It's just like we talk about deer rut and all these critters rutting. Same way with the spawn for these fish, it's hard on them. Uh, yeah, like our bass fishing in May or June once they've you know they've gotten off the beds and yep. a fish that you can catch that weighs eight pounds on the bed will weigh four pounds yeah because it was full of eggs and and fat and happy because it's been feeding all spring and then uh, you know it doesn't eat for a month or whatever maybe not quite a month but it doesn't eat for a while so the same way with these these blue cats and there's typically not a lot of summertime tournaments but when there are summertime tournaments we try to get try to jump on them just for fun and it's a challenge but we uh we weighed in 58 pounds the first day and second day we uh we were trolling both days, um, trolling with the little system I showed Sam about. Yeah, we don't have to give away your secrets. But uh, anyways, second day, did the same thing and weighed in uh, 60, uh, 64 pounds the second day, which was pretty good. All our fish were 19, 20, 19, 18, and then a, a 30. I'd never, funny thing was, since I don't keep blue cats, big blue cats ever, I always turn them loose. I'm a CPR guy. Catch photo release. Yeah. Um, but you like that? Yeah. <laughs> I saw it somewhere. I didn't make it up. Yeah. I saw it. But anyways, uh, I'd never measured a big blue cat lengthwise. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know what a 32-inch catfish weighed until this tournament. I never had a reason to measure one because yeah. I always threw them back. But a 32-inch catfish, a fat one, a fat one weighs 16 pounds. Huh. Blue cat. Um and so that's that was kind of we had to keep that one under and so we caught one that was both days we caught one that was 31 and 15 16 right at 16 pounds and he weighed 16 pounds so um another interesting thing about your tournament is you know this isn't keeping these fish so you have to come up with a system to to release them which i find fascinating oh yeah there's a science i mean there's a cat there's a whole another next level of mad scientist in in live bait fishing with and i'm not talking about live bait fishing with night crawlers from the gas station i'm talking about catching bait on the water and keeping it alive especially if you're keeping it overnight i think this could be the keeping bait alive and keeping catfish alive could be added to your list or our list of things that you see an outdoorsman do that you're like cool if you're good at it i mean i'm impressed that's somebody you want to hang out with. oh yeah i want to learn what you're (laughs) up to um so i've got my, I've got a pretty rudimentary system compared to some guys. The, the striper fishermen that really get heavy into it, they have really got a system going. I mean, they can spend thousands of dollars just on a bait tank. You were telling me about a guy with his aeration, aeration system and his 200-gallon tank. Oh, yeah. It's like a $7,000 setup. Oh, yeah. He's just to keep fish alive. Giant amount of money. <laughs> it's a, so my system is a... Uh, it's an oxygen infuser and a recirculating aerator. So the way mine works is you fill it with clean water. The way I like to do it is I fill it with clean water at home, tap water, and you got to let it settle for about four hours in order to let all the chemicals settle out of it because if you put fish straight in it out of the lake, it'll kill them. So you got to let it settle out to pretty much air temperature. Once it settles out, then the water's clean enough to go put fish in so we'll catch our bait put it in there we're running this the infuser system and so it's hooked up to a 12 volt battery it's a bilge pump in the bottom with two filters in it 
and a hole drilled in the top that's got an air hose running to it. So the air hose is running out of the tank and it's sucking air in and then it's mixing it with the water that's circulating through the uh, pump and actually squirting bubbles out into the into the water and you can dial it in for exactly how much air you're trying to put in the tank. So and that, then you also have a thermometer running the temperature mm-hmm. on the water and you have to make sure it's... Yeah, we're checking and we take, what we do is we take frozen bottles of water, uh, like drinking water, and just every time it starts to get anywhere above air temperature and, and on a hot day like we were fishing, we like to keep the water about 65 degrees. The cooler the better. I mean, we'd love to go colder than that. But uh, kind of, it kind of puts those fish in a dormancy stage if you chill them down. Yeah. And uh-huh. but they don't die. So anyways, we uh, we drop those frozen bottles of water in there in the tank to keep that water chilled. And if you've got a real setup, you can recirculate where you can pump the dirty water out and pump fresh water in all the time. So our system, we can do that, but it's a real pain. Yeah. And we didn't necessarily need it, especially for our bait. Um, the two days we were fishing. So Did we you see anybody it. lose a catfish during the tournament? Yeah, we lost two. Did you? Uh-huh. Luckily, there's no penalty for weigh-ins. Everybody, we were actually the only ones, I think, that released any. Maybe one other team might have released some. And then the other guys were eating them. Yeah, eating them and eating them. Well, we, we ran into some characters at the, at the weigh-in both days that wanted them. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They wanted the ones that were live. We we're like, yeah, you can't have these, but yeah, we got one flopper over yeah. there you can have. But, um, and then you got to keep your fish alive, too. And in a, in a serious tournament, that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, and our system, and see, with the four fish weigh-in, it's hard to keep four big catfish alive. Yeah. And, I mean, I we had a, a 120-quart cooler, which is a fairly good-sized tank. Um, you know, I don't know how many gallons that equates to. Probably Divided 60. Divided by four. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, so it was, a, I mean, this is a fairly big tank. But we had uh, we had four pretty nice-sized catfish crammed in that thing. So, of course, on a hot you day. Said, you said 124? I think it's 124. That's 31 gallons. So that sounds about right. Yeah, 31 gallons. Good math there. I don't do math in public. But anyways, we lost, we did lose two fish, but it didn't, it didn't affect our weigh-in. Um, we did not win. Funny thing is, we won the overall tournament, but we did not win big fish. You rarely ever hear of a tournament where the overall winner is also, they're usually the big fish winner as well. Not the case here. The second place team had had a big fish, and that was just what kept them in second place. And it, when I say big, not that big, but bigger than what we had it was the big fish was 28 pounds so just goes to show you that the fish the big fish were not biting very well oh man when you saw that 28 pound fish come out of come out of the first fish they pulled out of the tank let me tell you look let me tell you something about weigh-ins yeah when you pull up to a weigh-in you always pull out your littlest fish first Uh uh-huh and you know they're like so the first day we pulled up the weigh-in nobody everybody struggled that day to catch fish all the teams and I pulled out the first fish, and they're like, oh, man, you know, that yeah. was our short fish. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, I got one nice one. And then I pulled out the second one, and the team's like, oh, you put us out. And then I pulled out the third one, they're like, oh, my God. And then the fourth one, they're like, you know, just blows their mind. Yeah, uh-huh, that's fun. And then we do that both days. But these guys pulled out, they pulled out their biggest so fish. So you had already been, you had already been weighed. Oh, up. yeah. So this we is like the in. last person. Yeah, going, this is the last team weighed yeah, in. The only one in the second place team, so they're in contention. With oh, them. yeah. It was, so it, so, so the first day, first day we were in the lead, it was a uh-huh. two-day two, two day combined weight of eight total fish, four fish each day. Um, and first day we were in the lead, 
we were in first place by five pounds. We had five pounds and some change more. That's not comfortable, man. That's not a comfortable lead. That's like one fish changes the whole game. Yeah, for One sure. fish changes the game no matter yeah. what. I mean, they could have caught a 100-pound fish and changed the whole game. Yeah. But that's why I like catfish tournaments is it's all about one fish. Yeah. But anyways, um, we were in the lead by five pounds, and the other teams had weighed in. We had weighed in, and there was one more team to weigh in. And I knew we had 64 pounds, and we were – we were sitting way up in the lead, but the second place team had not weighed in yet. And the first fish he pulls out of his tank is a fat-headed 28-pound behemoth. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. And then he pulls out a bunch of little channel cats. Yeah. And I was like, thank Jesus. Yeah. Because as soon as I saw him pull out the second and third fish, I was like, oh, we're, we're good. Yeah. We're good. No chance of them catching us. Well, what I like about going and catfishing, which you've kind of gotten me into and um, – I've enjoyed kind of learning from you, but I need you get to it, get into it more. Yeah, and get out of this trout bum situation. <laughs> but anyways, but what I like about it is uh, it's a fishing trip inside of a fishing. Oh, trip. you got to go fishing before you go fishing. Yeah, so you got to go catch your bait. Use a little ultralight and go catch some. I mean, don't sleep on a two pound shell cracker either. <laughs> I mean, that's your that's a good bait and that's a fun. I, yeah, I like any any big bait. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't use largemouth for bait, but any big panfish. The bigger the panfish, the better the bait. That's a opinion. good fighting fish. Oh yeah, catching shell crackers and bluegills, man. That's that's as fun. It's as just it good gets. fun. Yeah, it's good fun, clean yeah. fun. <laughs> and, I, and I like it a whole bunch. Yeah. So you go fishing, and then you go fishing, fishing. Yeah. And I like that. But we were also using shad too, um, which is a great bait. But you catch those with we catch them with a throw net. And so a whole other skill level involved mm-hmm. there, but anyways, the we had a, fun too, man. We had a good we had a good time in the tournament. We uh, I was glad to get to fish it. It was uh, our final weight was 124 pounds and some change, and we beat the next closest team by almost 20 pounds, maybe a little more than that. Um, so just, we uh, yeah we were happy about it. So I told my brother I wasn't as cocky as he thought I was. <laughs> But, yeah, no loss of life. We didn't tear anything up. It worked out good. Um, looking forward to fishing another one. Let's, uh, what I got some got? news. You yeah, got I'm going, news? Go so I'm going to Montana um, here in about three weeks. Montana, Wyoming. Uh, new kind of, like Cody was saying, the trout bum thing. I'm still I'm still way into it. So I'm, I've got ten days. I'm pretty much burning all my vacation days <laughs> to go out here and do this do this trip um to go catch some cutthroats and um i got a backcountry permit into yellowstone to go eight miles back to this lake and some of these rivers that are you, you keeping the name of the lake undisclosed yeah. oh yeah are you uh-huh. okay i'll make sure i don't say it um to go back there and, and to see what we can do apparently there's eight pound trout back there eight pound cutthroats so we'll see but got a hot spring you can go chill at. Well, yeah. So those thermals, you can, like, there's rules about thermals, um, which is you can't get into, you know, these sensitive ecological areas. Um, there's bacteria and things in there that are really sensitive and shouldn't be introduced to foreign uh, entities of any kind. Like you're you're not even allowed to throw rocks in there or anything. Yeah. Um, but you can, from what I've read of the rules, go to the next fresh water any any source of water that's coming out of a thermal system you're not allowed to get into but when it merges with another like spring fed source or a lake 
um, you can you can get into the water there. So yeah, there's a you. there's a thermal near where I'm camping, and that runs into a lake. So I'll be able to maybe sit in the lake um, at the entrance of that thermal spot and get in some. Get have a, yourself a lukewarm get a bath. bath. Yeah, get yeah, a little hot bath. The bugs are gonna be bad. Yep. But what that lead what that led to was we've had this discussion many times, but if you had to like really what it's about is packing for a trip like that, packing for a backcountry uh excursion, and then we're gonna take it a step further. There's this show called Alone that we watch sometimes where you get dropped off in this isolated spot of British Columbia and you're only allowed to bring ten items. And the like, the whole goal is like you're completely alone. You have to film yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And last man standing, last guy who says I'm, you know, I don't quit, um, wins. I don't know a million bucks or something. I don't even think it's that much. I think it's, it's like five hundred thousand. Yeah, if that, I, it was like not enough. Like I felt like really, should, yeah. I remember watching. I was like, man, it should be more than that. I mean, the winner from season one, who was that prison guard from Georgia? He won like. Uh, I mean, he he was out there for two or three months. Yeah, the last one I saw the guy was there. Man, he was there a long time. And the interesting thing was, like, you had a lot of guys that were doing crazy stuff, like building boats <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and like fishing for boats. And the winner was basically just hibernating. Like, he was a big dude, and yeah. he would get up and go, like, he had some fish weirs that he made and some fish traps, and then would go and pick up seaweed and then take it back to his, like, little hut that he made. And would pretty much just lay in the hut for you know twenty three hours of the day, and just conserving his calories, you know, because he wasn't getting that many. Um, but if you had to, if you had to get ten items and go survive, and I'm, I'm see like I don't even want to use Yellowstone as a because I didn't even put predators or anything into my equation really, just, but just like survival. Yeah, just anywhere. Just you, uh, we haven't looked at each other's oh, lists no, yet. No, we made these lists before the show because um, we were talking about him going to Montana, and then we got talking about this. And uh-huh. so my number one was a knife, preferably a lockback yeah. knife. What was your number one? Uh, I don't really. I don't think I ranked them. You didn't rank them? Uh, okay. So just got to go through them. All right. Well, you want me to just go through my... Yeah, and then we'll discuss them. So I only got to nine because I was like, I think I'd be good. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. I'm good. Like once I hit nine, I was like, gosh, I'm getting too cushy. Before here. you even go to, into uh, into your list, there's something that I don't go camping with. You think it's ridiculous? Oh yeah. Oh, and I'm sure it's on your it's list. It's not. It's not on my list. You should put it on. I there, should shake something out. I have one that yeah, I can you change. Can, out. You can mention, but that I don't. Out. Get, I don't go camping without a pillow, and I think that's insane. Oh man, I, it makes it makes. There's always one item. That you've got to take that's like a little bit impractical, but it like makes everything so great. Man, a pillow for me, I, I love it. It changes my whole night. I sleep great. Dude. And it's just, I mean, it's I, nice, I don't dude. think I've ever taken a pillow case. Oh, I ever. love, I'll stuff one in there. I'll find a way. I'm not even talking like a little, I don't want a little camping bean bag. Oh, you take your regular pillow I want, from your I take, bed. I take my smallest pillow from my bed. Yeah. Pillowcase and all. Dude, I roll up a jacket. Stuff it. I got all those mummy bags. That. I've and done that stuff plenty of times, thing. but it's just not as good, man. It just doesn't bother me. When I, <laughs> I mean, I could care less about a pillow. I'm not using up valuable space on a pillow. Oh, man, I love my pillow. All right, all right go into so, your list. I went with a knife, and I put lock back if I'm in a situation where it's going to be a situation. Like, my day-to-day knife is a 
is a case mini trapper and it's not a lock back and I use it every day I use it shoot I use it skinning all the time or just doing any kind of outdoor chores but in this in this situation I put lock back because you may be using it for a little heavier application so then I put a big lighter because gosh it's handy I mean making fire quick and a big lighter lasts a long time well, alright we're two for two right now okay uh, two for two okay yeah I didn't know if lighters were allowed so I put like flint slash lighter I think fly, I mean I'm fine with lighter. I think a lighter yeah I mean, I'd i rather have I've one. got one on me all the time yeah. I'm not even a smoker yeah I just I mean I use them yeah so I think prescribed burners carry lighters anyway okay yeah, <laughs> whatever sure. um water bottle I put a water bottle uh huh um because you need something to be able to carry some if you're going to be mobile. You can always stay in a stationary spot where there's water and drink out of a creek or whatever. But Yeah. Uh, um, I so I don't have bottle. that, but we'll keep it. And in my water bottle, if I could combine multiple things, and I guess this could be my number 10, would be, I don't, so I don't get, somebody could write in and tell me this, I don't get the SteriPen. I don't understand it. So I know it's, it treats the water through UV light. But it doesn't filter either. So if you scoop up water out of a creek, it's full of sediment. Yeah. But if you just stick your little stereo pin in there, stir it around, and then you're supposed to be able to drink it, you're drinking dirt. Yeah, I don't get it. So I don't get it. I don't. If that's the only thing you carry, and somebody, it somebody must be. Can, I mean, it must be killing the bacteria. Yeah, but and everything. Uh, but you might still be getting some of that sediment. You definitely get some you're, of that sediment. Yeah, you're good to drink animal feces and dirt. Yeah, because I'm not. I mean, I am. I will. I mean, if I had to, but. I just I'm not going to invest in a stereo until I yeah. understand how they work. So, I guess I'm putting water filtration device yeah. device in there if I have to. Um, if not, then we'll just we'll just boil water with the big. So mm-hmm. I didn't put it on my list. Yeah. Um, Sam let us use a uh, one of our slots for a firearm slash ammo. Mm-hmm. So I put a 22 Magnum mm-hmm. uh, scoped rifle with a box of ammo. That's what I had. Twenty mag. Yeah. So I mean, if you're if you need an all around, I had a sh- I had a shotgun. There shotgun for a little was bit. good. Shotgun. I thought shotgun. Yeah. I was like shells are too they're too too bulky. precious. Yeah. Too uh-huh. and and then also because you only got one box of ammunition, so you get fifty with a box of twenty yep. twos. That's what changed it for me. Oh, that was the game changer. That was the game changer. Game twenty five more shots is game changer for me was distance. You distance gotta be super close with yeah. a shotgun. Yeah. Um, to take down. Big game, yeah. But with twenty two Magnum, you put it in the right place. You know, whatever you got. Pretty do. versatile, you yeah. Can, uh-huh. So that's I picked twenty two Mag. Um, I also put in addition to my knife a Leatherman. Um, why? Because we've talked about this before. Man, I didn't put my Leatherman on. I knew that was, <laughs> was going to bother you. Uh, I'd say so. My knife instead of a lockback, maybe I'll just change that thing, that whole thing out for a Leatherman. Yeah, and if I had to leave the knife at home and just take the Leatherman, I would. But I prefer to have both. Okay. Because you just, I like having both. So I put, uh, I ain't going to read the next one I put on there. What is it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. But uh, I put uh, paracord. Hold and up, hold up. Uh, well, okay, I'll leave that. <laughs> uh, let's see. <laughs> I put some type of chewing tobacco on there just for... Give me, give me something to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something to do, and, yeah, you're not getting hydrated from it. And chewing gum will do the same thing, but it's just like, 
and you know that thing where you put a pebble in your mouth and it makes you salivate so you don't feel so thirsty same thing with chewing tobacco yeah so I was just trying to be a be a man and put something cool okay yeah so my question now that you've put the cat out of the bag what um what's the quantity that you think is allowable as much as possible but I don't know if it's snuff a roll of snuff okay if it's uh, loose leaf tobacco I don't know eight bags maybe ten <laughs> it depends on how long we're going for yeah um, see that's that's a pillow that's my pillow yeah that's a that's a manly pillow I'll yeah. tell you I think um, I put some type and you can of, sleep under ten bags too use them as a pillow yeah I put paracord and zip tie under the same category they're probably they, yeah do they fall in the same category it's fine um, one man, or the other zip yeah. ties are handy um, you know first aid whatever Mm-hmm. I put small pot or fry pan. Yeah, doesn't matter which. Mm-hmm. Prefer I think if it was me, I'd want a deep sided frying pan. Yeah, um, and not. I like cast iron, but in this application, I'd probably go with like Teflon, like that nonstick deal. Yeah, because it's hard to wash cast iron. Um, and then I put my number nine was a headlamp, just because that's when I got to the point where I was like, man, we're getting awfully cushy with the. Uh, Items, so I, that's where I left off at number nine on a headlamp. Headlamp's a good one, which I didn't put. Now, well, I think there's got. some things that you left that, that there's I wish some I that I like that on your list, and there's some that you'll like on my list. All right. So I had pot slash pan. Sure. Uh, for boiling water. I'm gonna check off the ones that are the yeah. same. Um, I had fishing line. Oh, nice. Thought you'd like that one. Yeah. Sure. That might be your number ten. That's a good one. Um. Yeah. I use hooks as another. I didn't know if that would be one or the, uh, you know. I think sure. it counts as I the same. I think that's the same. Yeah. But yeah, that's nice. So then I'm at nine. Uh, 22 with our ammunition. Rope. 22 or 22 Magnum? 22 Magnum. All right. Yeah. Um, rope or paracord, so we have that one. Um, Leatherman. I'll change my pocket knife to Leatherman. Okay. Flint lighter. Um, and then my ninth is a hatchet. Or oh, my okay. eighth is a hatchet. I think that would be useful. Um, my ninth, which is one that you don't have, which you should have, tarp. Oh, you went tarp. Yeah. See, I, how are you gonna stay dry? Yeah, I think Find I a can. Cave? I think I'll build a shelter. I think I can build a shelter that would suffice. But I like tarp. tarp if you're, would be if nice. We're cushy, if we're getting cushy, that would probably be my tenth. Item. Yeah. And then my last one was I was just trying to think of something. If if it like the goal is longevity. Like you said, with you know maybe a mouth tobacco or something that gives you something to look forward to. Yeah, like a little. That's like a cush thing. Yeah. I don't know. It's like my pillow. I yeah, guess. like yeah. a pillow or something. I thought I'd bring like a book, like the Bible, something with like a lot of like yeah. a big book with a lot of stories. And the good thing about a Bible is it's yeah. got those pages in the back, yeah. like like twenty pages in the back. So if it's real wet outside, you can crumple one yeah. up and get a fire going. And you can reread it over and over uh, and yeah, over. Uh-huh. And it's still it's something different. You'll yeah. never get bored oh, of yeah. it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And maybe so I think that's a big one. Just just to let the days go by and so that you don't you know aren't in your head the whole time. It's gotten a lot of people through a lot worse. I'm sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that's a good. You, I actually, I'm really liking your list. To be honest, I like. I mean, I like the book. I think it's a big one, man. I like the having, think the, about having you, the Bible or just you know a book. You a prefer. big book with a lot of great stories. And in it. Something I also that's like you. that you put fishing line on yours. Yeah, man. I'm thinking. I'm kind of thinking if it were me and I were swapping out, I'd ditch paracord 
for a fishing line. I mean, you can use a good heavy fishing well, line. Well, if I got can... a twenty-two Magnum, I'll be able to make rope at some point. Because I'm gonna, <laughs> kill, I'm gonna kill something. <laughs> Guaranteed money. <laughs> I see that you'd rather get rid of the paracord than the than your manly pillow there. Oh, I mean, yeah, dip, that's a joke. Yeah, that was a straight up joke. Yeah, yeah you we can, can trade that one out. Too. Yeah, we can lose the backer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, this is funny. No, I would. Uh, they're pretty similar. I think that's, that's a good, good list. list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyways, the whole reason we were talking about that was Sam's headed to Yellowstone, not to be dropped off and survive. Yeah. But he he does have a primitive campsite. He's gonna pack into and stay. How how many days are you gonna be actually camping? In Yellowstone, I'm camping the whole time in Yellowstone. I'm gonna be back there for four days. Oh, you're camping there for four days and then headed somewhere else. Yeah. The cool thing about it is that's on um, my first night's on July sixth. And that's mm-hmm. kind of a bear restoration area. Yeah. So they have certain regulations and rules on um, limiting access to certain places in Yellowstone. Um, just because it's extremely popular. There's so many people that come through there. And it's like the highest concentration of, of bears and uh, right. and critters, um, especially predators, in the lower 48. So um, they have these areas where they're trying to restrict human-animal interface, especially Large apex. What predators. are you? Uh, what's your What's your bear protection plan? Um, I'm thinking about a dual arm? a dual protection plan. You're allowed backcountry in Yellowstone to take a handgun, mm-hmm. um, but if you use it under any circumstance other than self defense, it's like felony, major felony. Yeah. yeah. So, um, well, but, but I mean, there's studies. George, I'd be willing to. Yeah, to take that risk if I needed it. Though. Yeah, uh, for sure. But there's there's studies out there that say bear spray is more effective. Okay, so we had this talk, mm-hmm. or I had this talk. Man, I guess it was with you. I, I I think probably as a deterrent, bear spray is more effective. But spread. The thing is, is I'm not familiar. You're more familiar with using your fox oh my handgun than yeah. you are. A bear spray definitely canister. can get to my. You make a mistake and have it flip around backwards and shoot yourself in, in a the high face. pressure situation yeah. where you're fearing for your life. Okay, bear is zero feet and closing, mm-hmm. and you've got to make a decision fast. And you're fumbling with all your crap, yeah. trying to grab whatever. I guarantee you, I'm gonna personally. I'm quicker with my sidearm than yeah. I would be with a can of bear spray because I've. I mean, yeah, they make those practice cans. Are you going to practice with your can of bear spray a couple, three hundred times? I think I times? am. Are I you? Mean, not three hundred times by any means. It's expensive. I mean, um, how many? Yeah, how many times do you practice with a handgun though? Mm, all your life. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm really not that experienced. You're far more experienced with a handgun than I am. Uh, I just think like the the access to it is extremely important. Yeah, you can't like, have it in point, your bag. What point is having it if you don't have it right there? So, yeah. um, I'll probably buy a chest holster. Yeah, you're gonna um, need a harness, yep. especially if I'm fishing. You know, get in the water a little bit, have it up top. What's a can of bear spray cost? <sighs> I think like fifty dollars. And you can't take it on an airplane. Yeah, you buy it while you're out there. And best case scenario, not use it, and then leave it. You know, yeah, then you get tough. So I'm, I know that those areas. You always have guys talk from out west, guides and stuff, talking about the surplus of bear spray that they have. Oh, yeah. Guys coming out for the trip, getting theirs, and then. And leaving it. So. It'd be nice if you could find one of those dudes and yeah, give you a cool. can for the Maybe my roommate, who's one of the guys that's going with me, um, spent some time there. So maybe he maybe he knows some guys that have some yeah. extra cans. Yeah, I don't know how you're going to circumvent that. But 
I'd try to get a couple cans and do a practice. Eight cans. Yeah. No, <laughs> not seriously. if I'm not if I'm paying for it, but if it's free. Seriously. Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. yeah, it'd be super hand, probably easier to carry than a than a handgun. Yeah. But. Well, another thing I'm considering carrying, which is not on my list, but I've gotten recommendations to do it, is a U-boat. Oh I, yeah, I, I think if you're gonna go if you're gonna go fish water on a lake somewhere, I think you should have it. What's the What's the extra weight? Ten six pounds? pounds? Yeah, eight pounds. Eight. Well, plus your pump. And let me okay. Let me give we you. We have well, we'll have three guys with boats, so one guy will carry a pump, and then flippers. Yeah. Well, I think you can do without the flippers. I think you can pedal just fine with no flippers. Because we used to do it. We used to fish ponds. This lake's big, though, and they were saying it's like there's a potential for a storm. I'm not going to cover the whole thing. I'm going to stay pretty close to the bank. But they're saying, like, storms come in and start white capping and stuff. And uh, (laughs) You're out there in your belly boat. Yeah, like with my bare feet, I'd rather rather kind of Flippers? Yeah, have some flippers. Well, uh, let me give you advice on a pump. Do not take a hand pump. Go ahead and get the D battery pump from Walmart. That's a inflator and deflator. It goes. It's got a switch, rocker switch that goes both ways. Just break down the extra batteries and the battery powered pump is definitely the way to go. The hand pump where you're like, yeah, garbage, absolute garbage. You, right. you break it in the first five minutes. <laughs> Noted. So yeah, go for the electric pump. Yeah, they were talking about. I've been just kind of doing as much research as I can, and there's. Some interesting regulations in Yellowstone um, regarding fishing there. Um, yeah, one, tell them about the tell them about the lake trout deal. Yeah, so one is you're not allowed to keep any native Yellowstone cutthroat. Remember old Craig Patch? We were talking about this. Yeah, him. Uh huh. Yep. So the Yellowstone cutthroat uh, cutthroat trout are uh, protected, and you're not allowed to keep one. And this place has the potential to catch giants. So. Um, like I was saying earlier, this this area has is kind of a bear restoration area, so it's been closed to access all year. And the opening day that people are allowed to go backcountry camp is July first. You're getting first crack. I'm getting first crack at it, so awesome. that'll be really cool. Um, and so there's the opportunity to catch those those cutthroats, um, large cutthroats. But then there's also if you go out in the lake, which is another reason why I'm considering taking this U-boat is probably take an eight weight rod too like a big rod and if you go out deep and drop deep lines like 50 feet deep you can catch lake trout there which are another weird regulation is you are required to keep lake trout so if you catch one you must kill it and keep it yeah. um, which yeah, i mean what am i going to do with all that meat too in, in bear territory as well i mean yeah that's what i was wondering is what do you do with it i don't know because i mean you can't eat it all Mm-mm. i mean a Twelve pound lake trout—that's a lot of fish. But that's because you know they're—they are predators on the native cutthroat, cutthroat. trout. So you, this is a cutthroat restoration area as well, and you have to keep them. So I don't know. I—I mean, that's—I'm sure that's something that they'll cover. I mean, I think I have to go there and, and watch a video and take a class. Oh really? Um, to yeah. get this permit. So. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, hmm. I don't think it would take too long, like an hour. I don't but. know. I guess I just circumvented all that when I lived out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But um. The largest lake trout caught on this on this uh, lake that I've read about was forty two pounds. 
man. So what in the world am I going to do with a 42-pound fish? It's going to be a fun ride in a little it's belly U-boat. boat. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd take me across the lake. So you call them U-boats. Yeah, that's what they are is a U-boat. I call them belly boats. I don't know if my terminology is right. Yours is right. Mine's just like a... I don't know if I made that up, where I got that from. You ever have much experience with pack rafts? No, man. Not really. I had one one time, and it lasted about 15 minutes. What happened? Deflate on it? Put it in the creek, and it got a hole in it right away. Mm. No, See, I, I was considering it. renting one. I don't know anything about pack uh, rafts. Pack raft, if you don't know what one is, is a um, inflatable kayak. That breaks down into like six pounds, and you can put it in your backpack and, and hike it in. Um, and I don't own one; I've never used one, but I'm had a lot of people that recommended them. Um, but I, you know, I'm just trying to get out there. Isn't, you could it, take an inner tube, and it'd be better. Yeah, than I could nothing. go to Walmart and get a donut. You know, one, a, a inner tube that looks what, like a donut. If you boys really wanted to be adventurous, take you get you a uh, tractor tire inner tube, towed it in have you a little nipple so you can inflate it and uh, get yourself some uh, wood from the surrounding landscape and build yourself a platform on it have yourself a legit deck boat that'd be cool wouldn't it you'd have to have somebody pack the trolling motor <laughs> yeah, I'd rather I'd rather spend my time fishing not building a raft <laughs> building a raft <laughs> hey look I'm just trying to get you in yeah oh man well, that's gonna be fun I wish I was going with you everybody should go to Montana yeah so I'll be I'm flying into Bozeman um, you're gonna probably fish some of those big rivers that are world renowned, uh, Madison, Gallatin. Going to the Blackfoot, get you some river runs through it action. Maybe. No, Did you know that river runs through? It's not filmed there. Yeah, the it's filmed on the Gallatin. But the book is all yeah. about the uh, Blackfoot. Big Blackfoot. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Um, yeah. And then I've gotten some recommendations on smaller creeks. That's kind of what I'm. Madison's kind of ov- like overwhelming a little bit in terms big. of its scale. Um, the sixty mile riffle. It's just. You know, so wide and so big, um, so I don't know. It'll be it'll be fun, and I've gotten some pretty good recommendations. If you ever been out there and have some sweet spots, you want to email in and tell me <laughs> tell me where to go fish. I'd sure appreciate uh, it. Man, uh, anywhere out there has got fish. Mm-hmm. They've all it's fish everywhere. Um, man, the cool thing about it is it's got it's like the time of year is great because that's when hoppers. Are, are working so you can take like a size four a giant foam dry fly and get these big old brown trout to come and slurp off the top and you and, hope uh, <laughs> I hope yeah <laughs> and then catch them you know fishing with dry flies around here is a lot different than than out there I mean you're using mm-hmm. a size 22 fly and you can barely see it floating and you're kind of looking for a rise more than watching your fly so it'll be fun to cast something big and and know if I Something goes up and bites it. It's going to be a big fish. It'll be Make cool. a big slurp. Yep. Um, man, I read something about Montana. It said that, uh, I think it was Missoula, is uh, the Silicon Valley of outdoor gear. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I just, after living out there, I'm just like, man, they're, they're ruining Montana <laughs> by all these outdoor companies moving their business there. But, I shouldn't say that because I'm sure it's bringing a lot of tourism and dollars to a state that was more or less funded on outdoor recreation only. Yeah, I mean, it's um, an interesting dichotomy there because I'm sure locals hate <laughs> hate tourists coming what for transplants. Transplants coming to hunt. Um, Same reason. But 
Same reason the South doesn't like the Yankees coming. To <laughs> but you wouldn't here. have, but you wouldn't have the economy based around uh, this that environmental and conservation benefits of having all these outdoorsmen coming and the money that funds your great wildlife and great access and all these things without transplant coming to well, and, and helping you well, out. That's a testament you... to their state. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. that businesses want to move there. Yeah, that's a testament to how and people want to take their hard-earned dollars to visit. So it's yeah. I'm sure. I mean, for me, I mean, obviously. It's hey, how many people are visit Yellowstone in a year? We were talking about this with Ben the other day. Tons. I mean, it was like it's like the most popular national park. It was a number that I couldn't even wrap my head around. I don't remember it. It's it was way high. I need to look it. That's up. why I mean, like the key I think is getting in there extremely early and then doing the backcountry route or you're going to be stuck in traffic and every time a bison crosses the road. Bear jam. Yeah, bear jam. <laughs> For sure. Man. Gosh, I'm jealous of you going to Montana. Um, I won't be headed to Montana with Sam. I'll be staying here at work. Yeah, working. Holding the fort down, <laughs> trapping pigs and planting and looking at easements. Um, on the pig front, we've had some uh, few hunters successful during our spring well summer pig hunt draws um i think they've taken six looks like three three and then two eight 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 this week well well, between yeah i guess so yeah pretty good yeah so we're tying back into that pig episode whittling them down yeah had some on camera thing about those cameras is they only work about half the time (laughs) they used to work so good man yeah i don't know i think they'll towers wigging out on us or something um well you got anything else yeah one thing we're gonna have some more guest episodes coming up problem is during the summer it's really hard to schedule these folks um because either they're on vacation or they're working i mean it's just it's hard to get folks on a schedule in the summertime i I don't i don't really know why but everybody i've called they've got things going on in the near future so we're probably gonna it's probably gonna be a bit but hopefully we'll get some uh some cool guests on we got several lined up that i think folks will like yeah um coming soon so until then just have to deal with me and sam yeah and then let's see we um got some events coming up with the land trust that i think are pretty cool um on friday we're doing a beer release party at high rock outfitters in lexington um yeah it's right there on the main drag uh, on the corner um it's a little uh, little bar slash music venue. Yeah. Uh, they're going to have music? Yeah. They're going to have live music. They're going to have Three Rivers beer. It's going to be a little party. Sam's going to be there. Steely's going to be there. Steely's going to be there. So gonna... That one's going to be a lot of fun. So come out if you're in that area. Um, let's see. And there's we... other beers there, too. I'm sure. mm-hmm. so. On the 22nd of this month, we're having an event out. It's free at the Point property. So if you want to come see some of these hog traps and... And you meet want some a tour of the land management and some free barbecue. Yeah, um, love to have you guys out for that. Love to have you come out to that. That'll, I think that'll be a fun event. Yeah, you um, can RSVP to me. Um, just call my. I'll give you my cell phone. Actually, no, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not gonna give it out. You can go the, give office, the office number is seven zero four six forty seven zero three zero two. You can call there and RSVP, or you can email me. Email would be great too, which is Sam. S-A-M at threeriverslandtrust.org. Um, probably half the people that listen already have my cell phone number anyways. Uh, and well, if you email I'm me, not, if you email me, I'll probably give it to you. So, well, uh, you, you better. Yeah, there you I'm go. I'm getting well, called. I mean. Well, hopefully people show up for that event because uh, it's a, what it is, 
as the Rowan County chapter is getting geared up. Yeah. And this is kind of their, hey, we've got a Rowan County chapter. Um, They're cool of the, of too. the land trust that you can join, and we're gonna we're gonna do all this conservation work and and be a tight knit group of friends. Yeah, and it's all local folks, and they're all God, they're they're all just good folks, man. A bunch so, of cool people. Yeah, so, be fun. so yeah, come out to that and in support of them, we're gonna we're gonna do some uh, some tours and different things. We'll be so. selling river dance. T- we're selling river dance tickets, which is our biggest party of the year. That's coming up in yeah, August. Do you want to define river dance? Because it's not the it's not the Irish. Folk dance. <laughs> yeah. It's just our biggest fundraiser of the year. It's just what we call a big party. Yeah, it's have. a big party. If that's kind of more your scene and you want to come out and do, we'll have live auction. Um, we'll have silent auction. We'll have food, open bar, dancing. Um, music, dancing, great food. Um, the theme is North Carolina symbols and North Carolina icons. So every table is going to have a North Carolina symbol or something um, relevant to it will life be the nicest party you go to all year. It'll be it's a real it is a really nice party. There'll be three hundred plus people there, and um, God, it's, it's a good time. Yeah. So come good on out, Matt. You can win Cody's. I think you're doing a catfishing. I'm doing excursion? a guided catfishing trip with a hundred uh, pound guarantee, <laughs> and I'm also doing my annual woodcock hunt. See, I don't think that's fair that you're doing two. I'm still just doing my one. Maybe I need to add more. You got it to give. You got it to give. Man, I'm trying to support conservation. I'm doing my, more importantly, I'm doing my fly fishing trip again. um, Which is a a big seller. Big seller. Well, it's a second place seller. (laughs) Let's just be honest here. Um, So if you like fly fishing, we'll we'll go out and we'll catch some fish. I promise you that. Yeah, either way, you come bid on our our trips and uh, we'll go hunting or fishing together. Yeah. And have a good time. What else? Uh, those are the two. Those are the biggest events that are coming up. I think we have a baseball game coming up with the Canapolis Intimidators. Canapolis um, Intimidators. They're having an outdoor day sponsored by us. Outdoor night. Yeah. You just go on our website threeriverslandtrust.org, and all these events are up there, and you can register for them. Um, go to our Facebook page. As always, and, and the always, new Richardson hats are in. Oh yeah, yeah. Hot sellers. We sold all of our last batch. Yeah, we've been meaning to tell you guys about that. The new mm-hmm. hats are here, so I need to get me one of those hats. Yeah, and you can go onto the Land Trust shop on our website and and get you a hat. They're selling quick. They're yeah, popular. Oh yeah, definitely going. So, anyways, we'll uh, talk to you next time. I reckon, unless yeah. you got anything. No, it's good. If you're like us, you're riding down the road listening to the podcast on your commute. When you get to where you're going, don't forget like us on Facebook. Check us out at our website. ThreeRiversLandTrust.org. There you can find out about all the events we're putting on, all the conservation work we're doing, how you can get involved, and how you can help. We'd love to meet like-minded individuals and get you involved in conservation. Till next time.